I nearly killed myself that day. I nearly killed myself. Even the day I went to men's school, I heard it on radio, but I could, I could say it's not true. So I, I myself went to their head office at Jolu. So as somebody told me the thing, that, hey, now we won't in the I just fell down, and then my wife, some of my friends put water on me before I, I, get, I get up. I nearly killed myself. It happens to where I stay. I told you already that it happened to where I stay. I nearly hung myself. I did it because they, my wife and the children came to saw me that I was dead, tightened and rope to kill myself because that is my life. That is everything to me. I don't have anything. My family, there is nothing. So I'm the one that I struggle to help the family. 39-year-old Stephen Abuaji is now suicidal. His suffering is the result of bad investment. He put all of his eggs in a men's gold basket in the hopes of making a fortune, but everything went wrong. His life went from optimism to frustration to current despair. In this edition of Total Recall, I engaged three persons, including Stephen, whose lives have been forever altered by a desire to invest in a gold dealership. Men's gold was an investment that was too good to be true. Investors were assured of 7 to 10% monthly returns of investment. So people invested with their life saving and even secured loans and invested in a men's gold business. Investors were ready and willing to defend their investment company, but they later changed into protesters desperate for their money. In July 2019, state prosecutors filed charges including defrauding by false pretenses against CEO of the defunct company Nana Pia Mensa, aka Nam One. This was after he had returned from the United Arab Emirates, where he had been in custody for months. To assist us make full recovery of the amount owed men's gold by Horizon Royal Diamond in Dubai. As an act of good faith, we are willing to engage the Attorney General's office on the best possible way for the for them to aid men's good by employing international law and diplomatic relations to ensure we achieve this objective. Two, to unfreeze our companies and my personal bank account and asset for us to utilize these as vehicles to get productive in order to meet our liabilities. Owe to our customers and some business associates in our bid to resolve our liabilities immediately. Nearly three years on, monies invested by the thousands remain outstanding. His prosecution has not even reached the level of a single witness testifying. The case has seen more than 15 adjournments with prosecutors constantly asking for more. Stephen Abuaji's hope keeps deteriorating. He's one person whose life will never be the same. The dockers are there and Attorney General is doing everything possible, including giving fiat to our lawyers at Yoku so that they can support, provide the backing to the office of the DPP to start the prosecution. Again, he's also going to provide training, tailor-made training for our officer because that area of investigation and prosecution is a bit different from the normal prosecution that we do. So, Mr. Governor, I can assure you that this amount that you're going to give to us will not go wasted. 
Ayoko has investigated and forwarded 11 dockets to the Attorney General's office. This has been done more than a year ago. Uh, and I'm saying so just to put pressure on the Attorney General's department that these dockets have been referred to them more than a year ago. First one to Section 19 of the Ayoko Organized Crime Act. Notwithstanding all these achievements, there is a lot of work still waiting to be done with respect to tracing of assets, to build concrete investigation, to lead to the effective prosecution of the perpetrators of these financial crimes. Right. So you first heard a story put together by Joseph Akable, uh, Joy News' uh, court correspondent, giving us some, you know, refreshing <clears throat> outlook on the men's gold situation and the fact that since Nana Apia Mensa number one was charged, it has been one adjournment after the other, and absolutely nothing has happened to this point. You also heard the Ioko boss, Tiwa Adudankwa, yes, uh, also suggesting that it does appear that there's no basis to continue to hold him or to keep him on a trial because the trial may not end with any fruits. Then you had um, Dr. Philip, Dr. Addison also talking about what has been done over the period since the collapse of the banks and financial institutions. They are tracing assets. Are you satisfied with progress of work so far and the possibility that the men's gold owner may never be prosecuted, whilst those who lost their monies do not have any way of getting a refund? I guess in the studio, John Ampontia Kuma, MP Ejusso and Deputy Minister for Finance. Eduji Kujo Tameklo is lawyer and member NDC National Communications and Legal Team. So I have two lawyers in the studio. Good morning. Welcome to Newsfile. Good morning. Right. And also joining us, yes, also joining us via Zoom is Martin Pebu, who is a rights activist and a lawyer, as well as Lord Mensah. Associate Professor of Finance and Financial Economist, University of Ghana Business School. Gentlemen, thank you for making time to join us. Welcome, Sam. Right. So um, let's begin uh, with you, Martin. The question I asked earlier, I'm asking on behalf of the people of Ghana, are you pleased with the processes so far after the state had invested so much in the bank banking sector cleanup and the matter of men's gold. Men's gold was standing trial for how many charges? Over a dozen of them. 14 charges. Okay. Yeah, so, sir, the simple answer is no. Absolutely no. Because, you know, for as long as we haven't recovered that much from men's gold, it will be a no. 
Because you know that, yes, I may be a lawyer, but I'm also a citizen. And so the two, I have two minds and even more. So the legal side of me says, yes, due process. Then the lay part of me says, but Namwan has taken so much from our fellow citizens and he's walking free. You see, so we can't just hide under legal rules that due process, due process, and then it's taking years. Because as far as I'm aware, for at least two years now, the case is not been going anywhere. And that's troubling, to put it mildly. Okay, so looking at it, I think that they should do something extra. Something extra. You know, for Mami Tiwa to say it is difficult and all that, I mean, it's, and I, I lack words for it because I'm like, what? Are you saying that there's no charge at all under this F? Out of these uh, 14 charges, none will stick. It beggars belief. So I think the best is that in these circumstances, they should just hurry up and continue with the trial. You mm. see, sometimes we forget that even the trial process itself is a form of accountability. The fact that the case is going on sends a strong signal to like-minded uh, fellow citizens to desist. You see, so the trial process itself sends a strong message because at each sitting or after each sitting, the media will uh, they say, give a, an update, all right? They will give stories, they will give uh, an update of the court proceedings. And it sends a strong message. So in this situation where nothing is going on, it's like, oh, he's gotten away with it. Like you see, we say in local balance, it has become a foolish case. We shouldn't allow that to stick. But I think to make it short, out of these 14, I believe that at least one will stick. Because it just can't happen that all 14 will be dismissed, no? Mm. And there, there at least there are grounds, even though, of course, so let me be careful, because it's a matter in court, I don't want to go into marriage. And, and of course, I haven't seen all the evidence. But those prosecuting, but those prosecuting have already given you an, indica an indication that it doesn't look like there's something to hold him uh, for. So what are you afraid of talking about? Uh, afraid of prejudicing anything. Those prosecuting have said it publicly that it does look like um, they, are, they are just chasing the wind in the prosecution. Okay, Sam, let, let's come here. One, straight. So, number one, uh, his company, Men's Group, okay, he and his company, they entered into agreements with these customers. The customers gave out their quote. Mm. Simple logic. The agreements is signed. They say that Yes. 16,000 16, customers. Excellent. Thank you. So the customers brought various uh, quantities of goods. Of course, they bought from one company. Oh, but we'll spare the details, not to make it a long story. Because those are affiliates of men's goods. So simply, they bring goods to men's goods. Keep it. You give some interest over a period of time. And then subsequently, you can return my goods. So question is that, where is the goods? Have you returned it? If you haven't returned it, minimum, I should get stealing or defrauding by false pretenses. Simple. Mm. I, the customers didn't bring the gold as Father Christmas. So I don't get it when you say all these 14 charges will not stick. Defrauding, just... defrauding by false pretenses is one of the charges that he's facing. Uh, the initial 13 counts uh, that were slapped on him. Defrauding by false pretenses was one of them. Money laundering, abetment carrying on deposit-taking business without license, contrary to 
a specific section of the law. Good. Yes, yeah, so defrauded by false pretense, you are looking at section 131 of the Criminal Offenses Act. Not to read, but let's make it simple. So one of the key parts of it is that you make a representation to somebody. A makes a representation or tells, uh-huh, so let's use a simpler word. A tells B that I will do so, so, and so, and so for you. The time comes, A is not doing it. And actually, the circumstances show that A did not intend. So I'm putting it simply that some, these 16,000 customers took gold to men's gold, pay interest over a period of time. If I need my gold, I can get it. So the question is that, and if you look at the uh, astronomically high interest rates, you can begin to see that no, I mean, this men's gold did not intend to actually return this gold. So we can, the court, when you adduce evidence in court, the judge will make inferences. The judge will look at the interest rates and look at the general market. Evidence will be adduced to show that nowhere in any bank will you get such interest rates and all that. The judge will come to a conclusion that no, you actually intended to defraud. So look, Sam, I'm confident that defrauding by false pretense should stay because I brought the gold. And if uh, this, uh, you don't want, and you don't want a charge of defraud by false pretense, sometimes you can interchange with stealing. Mm-hmm. But the basic thing is that I brought my gold. Where is the gold? Come on. Number one can't walk free. Mm-hmm. Where is the gold? Bring it simply. Just return the gold. So when they say, oh, no, it can't stay, it can't stay, I don't believe it. There was uh, a contract. What do, you, what do you say also about the other charge about carrying on deposit-taking business without license, contrary to Section uh, 6.1 of the Bank's Specialized uh, Deposit-Taking Institutions Act 2016? That one, I believe in it straight. Because the question is that, number one, where is the license? Now, license, no one here. Now, license, no one here. So if you don't have the license, ah, and you know the burden will be on you because we show that Bank of Ghana, they will need evidence that in our books, you didn't apply for a license and we didn't give you one. So now it falls on the accused to show, produce the license. If you can't, that's good. Okay. Uh, Martin, hold it on there for us. Um, Eduji, the there are people who are beginning to say things that may be unfair, but you can't fault them for it. They are suggesting that this was a ploy all along from the start, that there was no intention to prosecute him. And this is sort of a confession to prepare (laughs) the minds of people to accept a potential knowledge prosecutor. Okay, so Samson, once again, uh, good morning, and good morning to my learned friends and our viewers. You see, um, those who make that point may be entitled to those views. Judging from the nature of the conversation now. Now, if you listen to the head of the investigating body, and remember that under the Yoko Act, the Attorney General had basically halved part of his prosecutorial powers to the office. So the office doesn't only investigate, but it also has the power to prosecute. And so you notice that there are many of the officers from the Yoko coming to prosecute criminal offenses. Now, I want to believe that it is on the basis of sound evidence 
That is why the initial charges were even preferred against, you know, proffered against him. Now, in the situation where you have taken criminal charges on the basis of what you consider to be evidence on the ground, then after three years or two years, you now come out and say that from what is going, after 15 adjournments, you are unable to proceed, or possibly not necessarily you are unable, but you can see a dead end ahead of you. Then they raises legitimate concern that what did you see in the first place to even take the person to court? Two, was the decision to take the person to court a mere PR gimmick to create an impression that you want to hold people accountable for breaching the laws of this country? I want to disagree briefly with my learned senior, Martin Pebble, when he says that, you see, we can still hold him on one or two of those charges. You see, when an investigator prosecutor makes the very comment that Madame Tiwa had made, and in the midst of this, you are still encouraging the prosecution, then the prosecution may end up being persecution. Because Madame Tiwa that I know um, may not be a person who is reckless in her comment or loose talker. Possibly she has seen something on the basis of that, she had formed the views expressed by her. So at this point, what other evidence is she going to look for to proceed? And when there are no prosecutorial basis for going ahead, but you still want to force a prosecution to feed a certain public conversation, then it is no longer prosecution, mm. but persecution. Mm. And so we need to be very careful not to put public prosecutors under pressure to find offense or crime when none exists. If Again, you, from the basis if, of the investigators' if you own decide, preliminary If comments. you decide not to stretch her comments or put too much reliance on it, mm. you could say that she's speaking of probabilities. But the question some have asked mm. is, even in that case, is it wise to say what she said publicly? That is the point. You see, first of all, prosecution is a public duty. And the whole business of prosecution is to hold people accountable for their actions. And so there's a certain level of conversation to the public, for the public to know what you are doing to resolve a particular social <coughs> ill. So there's no problem if the prosecutor, investigator, periodically informs the public as to what he's doing. But the nature of information provided by Madam Kiwa may, under this circumstance, undermine any continuous prosecution of number one because then it creates an impression that you are well aware as a prosecutor that there is no basis for the prosecution but to satisfy a certain public conversation you want to continue from, where, case, from where you sit mm. if you took for example the charge about operating without a license unlawfully carrying out the business of deposit taking would you say that that is a charge that prosecution should be confident in. I have always maintained that multitude of suspicion is not enough. Confidence is not enough. What is enough is evidence. And the rule of the game is evidence. Yes, and so evidence you and I know evidence. the evidence about this matter. <laughs> Very well. Was men's gold license to carry on the business of deposit taking? So, so I recall the initial conversation leading to the Bank of Ghana intervening in this whole men's thing. You see, the offense 
when it involves authorization, the burden shifts on the person, that's the accused person, to show the authorization. In that case, Namwan will then come under a certain challenge. But again, let's find out what are the penal consequences even for that particular offense. It's key. Mm. Because if at the end of the day, it's more like a fine if you are convicted, why would you want to expend public resources in chasing something that will end up in a fine? Okay. But that, again, does not absorb the... Uh, you know, the reason why Thank I'm being you. tactical is that mm. I have colleague lawyers mm. representing him. All right. And so you also want to be very careful Thank you. not Th appear Thank as you. Thank you for that disclosure. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that disclosure. Now, now before I come to John, Martin, Martin as, as a lawyer who, who has done quite a lot in the area of you know, our criminal jurisprudence, um, we are all indebted to you for how much you have expanded our criminal jurisprudence in this country. Is what EDUG is saying not what you should be saying? The law is that prosecution must not be persecution. And once a prosecutor has, has, has come to a certain conclusion, in fact, when they discover uh, evidence that are exculpatory enough uh, against the party they are fighting, they are actually supposed to give it to them so that they will use it to exonerate themselves. Now... Don't you think this is what you should also be promoting? That if they say that what we, we are dealing with may not stake, they are, they are doing what the law requires of them to do? Senior, just before he answers, by way of short information, uh, Senior, yes, just by way yes. of short information, my attention has just been drawn to the fact that the current ongoing prosecution is being done by the police and not Yoko. And that Yoko is only involved in the asset seizure conversation. All right, let's, let's go on. Yes, Martin. Yes, yeah, Sam. So first comment, the criminal jurisprudence cases. I think we should give the commendation to the Supreme Court. Yes. Chief Justice George Nawu. Yes, you can be humble. You can be humble about it, but you triggered it. You you filed the argument, you went and fought it. Okay. We had been That's in this good. country okay. since nineteen sixty. It was there. You okay. fought it. Sam, mm. okay, right. So now let's come in. The thing about it is saying that no, it will be persecution. I disagree with due respect. Sam, I'm just reducing it to simple logic. And that's the fact. Customers gave their gold out. Where is the gold? Where is the gold? And you think a court of law, don't forget, our courts, they sit down there to do justice. So they'll just go simply. Master, here, this is the agreement. Gold was given to men's gold. Have you returned it? You haven't? And when you've written a promise that I'll return the gold, I have capacity, I can keep it well, I have all the resources, I'll return your goal. This is not, let's not get too much into legal. Sometimes the law is common sense, and you find that in a number of Supreme Court decisions, Ghana, US, Britain, the law is also common sense. I don't see how you go into court, adduce evidence that gold was given, and there's a written contract. It's not even he says, she says. No, 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 no. It's a written contract where you say you return it, and you say the charges can't stay. No. And then, Sam, let's also add that I have followed social media commentary. Citizens are not happy at all that this came from Mami Tiwa because, one, was Mami Tiwa who mentioned that the girls, the Takradi kidnappers, had been found. The A-plus tape 
okay, about the uh, money to see the president in the Flagstaff house, and then there's a third case. So it means that sometimes the messenger too is very, very important. Choose your messenger well. Mami Tiwa shouldn't have been the one to make such a pronouncement because mm. as soon as that happened, the eighth last tip, you heard it, where she was saying, oh, do you want to embarrass the government? Do you want to do... So you see that there are public statements where she's shown that political bias and all that. So it, the messenger was totally wrong. But me, even as I said, I'm just bringing in because we are also citizens. We are not just doing mm. uh, straight leader analysis. It's also a social and political uh, talk show. So there is that aspect where citizens are very angry, very, very angry that Mami Tiwa again, after Takradi uh, kidnappers, after the A-plus tape, and then there is a, a third case where, I forgot, Sam, do you know that case? There's a third public a case involving something. It also took a national profile like that. And there was something about it. Mm. So I think That's Mami Tiwa should spare you're referring to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, Martin. Now, now, John, this is, this is not what the government had been expecting that the public would be told, correct? Because the government had to, you know, ride on the back of the fact that the, after the closure of men's gold, you know, prosecutions will happen, there will be seizures and people will get to be paid. Um, of course, some of the customers were hoping that government would take you know, part of that bedding or all of that bedding because they had given events about the fact that certain licenses from the Securities and Exchange Commission, among others, are what the men's gold was operating under. And then his own conduct, you know, taking photographs with the president, <laughs> among others. And so there was some credibility given to him. Government has said, as for the bank situation, we, we are going to take that bedding. But for men's gold, we will not take that bedding. However, be confident that he will be prosecuted, he will suffer for it, and then properties will be retrieved, and those who have to be paid may get something. This is not what you expected to hear. Um, you mean you expected to hear from... Uh, no, Mitiwa, Mitiwa, who that is point. not the Attorney General. Right. Okay, so first of all, let me just... Uh, put it out there that the attorney general has not come out uh, with any statement on this on the prosecution status of uh, men's gold and so um, a comment by the executive director of Yoko does not represent the position of the prosecutors in this matter so we need to put that clear uh, as far as government is concerned we think the matter is in court um, we, we, have, we have heard the difficult painful stories of customers and victims of um, men's gold. But sometimes, if we can recall, when government decided to intervene in this illegality, the posture of the same customers and victims and how they even fought against government not to interfere <laughs> and let uh, Namwan alone, and they trusted that he would deliver and come and pay them. So some of these things, we have gone a full haul to get to where we are. But um, as far as government is concerned, the prosecution is going on. I have dealt with a number of uh, these cases, especially when I was in private practice. You know, I did a lot of financial crime cases. And sometimes the hope of the victims is not even on the prosecution and one going to jail. Mm. 
if you listen to them, if they are your clients, yeah. their hope is, when do I get the money that exactly. I put there? Exactly. And so in all these arrangements, I believe that we should not take our eyes off how do we restore these 16,000 customers and, and help them to recover as much as they but can. But the state also has an obligation to ensure that people are not emboldened to do the wrong thing. Obviously, and that is what I started by saying when the state started intervening, mm. it was the same customers that pushed off the actions of the state. Mm. And so we must not become victims of our own behavior as citizens. And, and of course, government will continue to do the right thing. We know that the Securities and Exchange Commission, Bank of Ghana, has mm. continually notified the public on such illegitimate and, and fraudulent... And in fact, there will be serious implications if the state decided that there was nothing to prosecute. Because in that case, the state will have to take the blame for collapsing that business. Oh, of, because of course. the business will tell you that we were not collapsed until the state collapsed us. Yes, so I'm surprised that we are creating this impression that the state is not interested in this matter. I have not heard that from anybody. The Attorney General has not spoken. He's the prosecutor. Yes, you can have a lead investigator like Yoko making a comment. But that's, it does not serious, represent... It? it may be serious, but... Should the Attorney not... General be heard on this matter? Definitely. Why not? It is... Even if police are prosecuting, it is in his name. Mm. And so, so definitely... So it is not we, so to speak, mm. creating any impression, is it? Oh, no. You have to but, listen to the... No, but if... Um, Yoko Boss again. Yoko Boss comment about an investigation does not change the status of a matter that's already in court. Because move from her job. She's a Yoko boss. Yes, but she's finished her job in investigation. Now it's at the prosecution stage. And the trial does not involve her. Mm. So let us be careful in extending the meaning of whatever she said to imply the status of Before we terminate here and go to the bank's uh, matter, can we hear the the Yoko boss again? Mamitiwa Adudankwa again. Can we hear her one more time? Sometimes you know, you believe it. You know somebody has committed an offense, but you can't have any relevant law to support your case. And like I said earlier, nothing is a crime unless there's an enactment making it a crime. So example is men's court case. Which law, which act did it break? And it's becoming difficult even prosecuting that case because it, the, the law that will define the law, um, the offense, and also provide the elements, it's difficult to find. So the relevant law defining absence of that is also making prosecution difficult. One of the difficult cases to prosecute or to investigate is economic or financial crime because it involves a lot of paperwork. And you need to prove the cases not because of what you think, because you believe the truth is that the person has committed offense. But the fact is that you need to provide evidence. And if you can't find something, documents are not there, and you cannot even trace, the person is on retirement, and you cannot trace anything, it will even affect prosecution processes. And when people get away with crimes, the crime will continue. So one of the things that we'll talk about is the digitalization that will support prosecution. Because if you can't provide evidence, you can't do anything. Some of them invested their whole life. And after they collapsed, they had nothing. And they thought dying was better than living and not having anything. So these are some of the financial uh, emotional stress. I know one police officer who collected his end of service benefit 
and then he invested everything in men's school and the person lost everything. Now he has become a drunkard. Even though he wasn't like that because he doesn't understand how he will live without that money because he was investing to get the return to support during his time of pension. But now he doesn't have it. So he's having a whole lot of things on, on some of these things. So did you hear the specific categorical statements in relation to men's gold? No. I did think that, no. I'm, I think that she's speaking in a specific context where she brought men's gold in as an example. I don't know the forum, but listening to her, because she's talking about even documentation for she people says, who work in offices. Men's gold, for yes, example. I heard, yes, as an men's example. Men's gold, for example. Yes. What? law are you prosecuting him on yeah, yes but because she's speaking to a particular topic man's I, gold no no i will all listen okay i heard her okay i don't know the forum mm. but i see that she's talking generally about yoko and prosecution no that that, that is no, my understanding no, wait let's oh, listen the, 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 and then she brought the forum is yes. that uh-huh. they are getting support from the bank of well, ghana well, to exactly help their prosecution exactly so she's updates. speaking generally about operations of Yoko and their investigations and how they end in prosecutions. And then she brought the example of men's gold. This is not speaking about men's gold uh, 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 prosecution in court. She's just giving an aspect of her investigations and how it tailors in, into whatever discussion she's having. Okay. How do we translate that to talk about a matter that is in court? Okay. So for me, I don't see, see, see it. So, uh, so there's nothing the Attorney General should be worried about. At by all. This I don't see, see how that, that yes. binds yeah. on the Attorney General. There's another issue that we should also not take uh, eyes off. First of all, Madame Tiwa is coming from the police. They actually investigated at the time when she was the CID boss. So she knew the investigation when she left the Ghana police to Yoko. So you cannot try and create the impression no, 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 that she's not, she's not dealing about with Yoko specific. Oh, she no. was. She, she's aware. She's speaking generally. No, 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 no. I am saying that. Let's, let's let me no, play no, no, back no. The, the first 15 seconds for you again. The first 15 seconds. Please, let's play that back again for, for <laughs> our, our guests. No, Before I go to Martin for his final comments. Play it back. Sometimes you know, you believe it, you know somebody has committed an offense, but you can't have any relevant law to support your case possibly. And like I said earlier, nothing is a crime unless there's an enactment making it a crime. So example is men's vote case. Which law, which act did it break? And it's becoming difficult even prosecuting that case because it, the, the law that will define the law and um, the offense and also provide the elements. It's difficult to find. All right, Martin, so she has a question. Men goes, for example, which law did he break? Um, do you share a view different from what uh, John Kuma is saying? Yes. So my view is that it's clear, and like what we have said, what law? The laws are the 14 charges that were laid before the court. Those 14 charges, and some, look, I'll repeat it ad nauseum. I don't see how you're going to, uh, the prosecution will go into court, leave evidence that this gold is being given to Nam one a uh, man's gold, and the gold is not returned. Please, no, I lost, you know, the cases are full. The courts do justice. Mm. The should the, should the, that question I asked John, should the Attorney General be worried 
about these comments at all. John says there's no point. Hey, Abey, no, it's, it's totally offbeat for Mamiti, who are a senior public officer, and that's even putting it mildly, head of a critical investigative and prostitutorial authority to make that statement. No, look, so now with what she said, you know that the, the defense counsel can pull this and seek to tender in evidence. You know, they can even subpoena her. They can subpoena her to come and give evidence that she's already said there's no evidence. So Mamitiwa is actually watching the trial. And I can't just believe why this uh, Mamitiwa won't spare us this. After all the headache with the Takradi kidnapped uh, girls, created a big national security case on our hands. Eventually it was resolved. This A1, uh, A-plus tape uh, where people were alleged to be uh, taking money at the presidency in order to, before people see the president. All those yes, things. Sir. Why? What, uh, what wrong have we done? No. That one person can just continue doing this, throwing all these bombs all over. Boom speeches everywhere. Boom, boom, boom. Why? What have we uh, done? Martin, Martin, thank you. Yes, yes sir. I think uh, maybe I'm being misinterpreted here. I didn't say the AG should not speak to this. I agree if AG speaks to this. But I'm saying that her comment does not represent the official position of Attorney General on the status of prosecution of men's good. Mm. That's what I sought to clarify. But, but is her comment but, a serious uh, thing? Of course. It's, it's a serious comment and, to make. And, but I'm and, saying that it does not represent government position on the Attorney understood. General's position. No, but you see, but you see, government, when you say government, government itself doesn't investigate any offense. Mm. But the, the matter has moved beyond the investigation. It's not in court. Hold on. So why are you talking the, the, about the, the investigation, investigation at this point? No, hold on. The yeah. investigation of crime is done by, uh, you know, state agencies, Ghana police. At the time when this men's gold matter was investigated, Tiwa was the head of the CID. Then subsequently, she is seconded to the office, uh, the, the uh, economic and organized crime office. Then she makes this comment. But, but, you cannot say something. government is this is question not moot. Mm. It's not. If she's asking what law did, did <coughs> men's no, gold no, 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 Can you give me a minute? Can you give me a minute? If she's asking what law did men's gold break, why is the matter in court? If, no, if it has not been established by the investigation. No, I'm coming. I'm coming. If it has not been established through the investigation that laws have been broken, mm-hmm. why was men's go charged before counts? You were asking about the essence of a prosecution uh, yeah. because of what the, in the end, what the, the sentences may be. Yeah. Uh, defrauding by false, false pretense. pretense. That's what? That's a felony. Yes. That's about 25 years. Exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, operating without you a license. Even go into for fraud. Uh, I just checked the law. That's about uh, maximum 240,000 Ghana cities or two years maximum. That's the, again the point I was making. Mm. That. So if you have how many charges? 40. And at least you have a three so, or four. So the question that is asking, what law did she break? Don't we have 14 counts? Hold on. Are all not laws that are broken? So this, I'm saying right. that she was not speaking about the prosecution. <laughs> see, she was speaking generally. I just brought in as an see, example. I'm see, not sure she's talking see, about the prosecution. It's moot. In the course of the prosecution, witnesses will be called correct. An investigator will be called. Because he basically investigated. That investigator is going to come from the Ghana police, the people who investigated it. 
But the head of the unit at that time no, no, has spoken to the standard. No. What she has said. It is beyond her now. The matter is in How okay. can you say it's beyond, okay. beyond when her? When has the matter is coming to testify? Right. So, no, 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 no. So now, she doesn't now, decide now, what let's, let's, let's the go to this. Let's go to this. That's how time will allow us for this. Let's hear from Professor Lord Mensa, who joins us. Thank you very much for your patience. Let's hear you. Uh, what you have to say briefly about this men's gold matter and the latest, you know, uh, access were twist uh, to it. Yeah, I mean, um, I've listened to the discussion I mean, back and forth, mm-hmm. and it's more of law than, you know, economics as it stands now. <laughs> but what we need to understand is that economics and law goes together because an investor will be comfortable in an environment where the laws work. That's right. Because he, he will be sure of, you know, his investment in case there's a dispute. So most of the time, investment is always comfortable where the laws work. But let me take you back to, you know, um, this number one's issue and the state's role that it was supposed to play. I think at the point in time, you know, the state was confused mm-hmm. over the identity of number one as to whether it was a deposit-taking institution or it was a minerals, you know, dealing institution. And I think that hybrid got a state in a, you know, easier condition for some time. Mm -hmm. And normally, those schemes play in that form. Sometimes the identities are hidden and it's difficult to say, okay, fine. It was registered as a mineral, you know, um, agent, at the end of the day, it has ended up taking deposit. In that itself, it is a twist. I mean, it's a deceit that you're putting a- across there. You don't represent the true, you know, uh, what we call company that um, the men's good was registered for. So effectively, at the end of the day, we need to understand that the state failed along the line. And then also, the depositors who are supposed to take, you know, how to seek information on the investment space themselves, you know, also failed. Because, you know, the investment space is not for the novice. I always tell my class every now and then. Because even if you are putting your money in a trunk, once in a while, you go into the trunk and they open up to the sun to realize whether there are no cockroaches or there are no, you know, um, um, rats in there. It's a way of taking a responsibility to understand that wherever you are putting your money, you know, you must understand what the money is doing. So if you're putting your money in an environment where you don't know what the money is doing, and um, please, our advice, you don't send it. Other than that, you may go and hire a portfolio manager who understands the dynamics of the space, and then he will help you manage your investment. So for me, I think um, it's more of law compared to, you know, economics now, but we understand that where the law fails, right, you know, investment does not prevail. So I believe whatever is going on in the space, um, information coming out through, you know, Mamitiwa, um, I would say that I think it's quite earlier. And looking at the dynamics, we may have to wait for the law to take its course. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Lord Mesa. Now we will take a quick break. When we return, we go to... Uh, the Bank of Ghana as it deals with Yoko once again on 
processes so far as regards the banking sector uh, situation. Um, 347 microfinance companies and 23 uh, savings and loans and finance house companies. Uh, we'll be right back. Close the window small. Ah, don't run be too bright, oh. Why, you be vampire where you know they like sunlight. Oh, my guy, my eyes, oh, my eyes. Behind the PC problem. Oh. In the sun problem. Come on, light bulb, self. This no matter. Eh? I bear go Robert and Sons. Mm. Oh, yeah. Then my chick to him, I know correct. Crap. Where Robert and Sons sort them out sharp. Now, so, so stylish frames in the rock. <laughs> we go go Robert <laughs> and Sons right here. No, I was sitting inside proper. For over 25 years, Robert & Sons continues to provide specialist eye care for both adults and children. Locate us at Adabaka, Adenta, Kumasi, Usudangwa, Tema, Weja, and East Legon. Call 050-151-9111. Robert & Sons, seeing is believing. <laughs> I bet you thought you've seen it all. You must have thought you've watched it all. Gomora is a new exciting series about the conflict that rises between the wealthy and the poor. Watch Gomora exclusively on Aquaba Magic, DSTV Channel 150, GoTV Channel 101, and Aquaba Magic Ebusian, DSTV Channel 149, and GoTV Channel 108. With as little as 50 Ghana cities on DSTV Access and 25 Ghana cities on GoTV Value, Gomora. And Joy Sports present Samuel Eto, live in studio. The African football legend and Qatar 2022 ambassador will be hosted by Gary Al Smith on 99.7 Joy FM this Saturday, August 20th at 12.30 p.m. on the Joy Sports link. Oh, well played, Ramirez. Samuel Eto'o, Samoletto, live on Joy with Gary Smith. Don't miss this. This show is part of our build-up to the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. The feeling and peace of mind I get knowing I can safely receive remittances from my family and friends from the comfort of my home. Money means safety. Money means so many things to so many people. But no matter what you use it for or what it may mean to you, money is the one thing that keeps us going and makes our lives a little bit brighter. So what does money mean to you? Just Momo it. MTN. Excellent furnishing in a real estate business is a great deal for survival. My struggles as a young estate developer were cut short when I discovered Fenart Ghana. With quality furniture made from the finest woods and amazing after-sale service, Fernat Ghana changed my story with every single home I built. It's a one-stop shop that serves the interests of clients with a variety of living room and dining sets, solid wood kitchen installations, wardrobes, doors, cabinets, beds, agolas, floor parquets, and many other wooden products that will last a lifetime. With Fernat Ghana, all clients are offered the opportunity to customize furniture to their specifications. And the smile on their faces says it all. Thanks to Fernat, now your home can look beautiful with furniture that would last for generations. Visit Fernat Ghana today and share my story. Locate us at Deneba Estate or Sue Accra or call 0303-966-085 or 055-278-4097. Think wood, think Fernat.
by day existing lotion, cream, soap, and more. Day by day has four fragrance range. We know the dream is big. We know the passion gets you going. And you have the potential to make great strides. The Chartered Institute of Marketing, Ghana, has always been an avid supporter of industry excellence and innovation. This is why we are excited to announce the CIMG Professional Marketing Qualifications. CIMG has designed practical courses to help you make that dream a reality right here in Ghana. We are geared up and ready to support you on this journey to becoming a world-class professional marketer. Register today and be on your way to greatness. For more information, call us on 055-274-6592. Visit our website www.cimghana.org or email us on info at cimghana.org. Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana. Working for Ghana. Joy Sports present Samuel Eto'o live in studio. The African football legend and Qatar 2022 ambassador will be hosted by Gary Al Smith on 99.7 Joy FM this Saturday, I guess 20th at 12.30 p.m. on the Joy Sports link. Samuel Eto'o live on Joy with Gary Al Smith. Don't miss the Catch It Live also on the Joy News Channel. This show is part of our build-up to the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. We have to admit that things were b- very bad in the banking sector. Okay. Ah, of course, you blame the NDC government for that. Fine, but they have been out of office for what six years now. Mm. And t- we should take action. Now, the amount of money that the finance ministry is claiming that was used for the banking cleanup. Let's do some mathematics here. The eight banks that went down. Mm. Oh. I think the, the, the composition of their deposits is near 12% mm. of the overall deposit in the country. And to hear engineers, the way your calculations are sometimes will be a friendly safety factor. Okay. Assuming that these banks were not reporting correctly because it's bad reporting and a cost of collapse of the banks, mm. although we're not being honest. Now, man, factor of safety, cry two, multiply by two, so okay, 24%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they didn't report one to be a the fans are 24% cry. How come that we can use 25 billion, which is about 55% of that deposit? Because as at the end of, according to Pricewaterhouse in the KPMG report, it was 45 billion, the total uh, Money. interest, no, no, holdings. Yes. Okay. Not the total assets, no, 65 or something. Mm. But the, interest, uh, the holdings, no, deposits, no, was 45 billion. So even if a lot of it is impaired, mm. it could not have been more than ten billion. And in the, if you talk to some of the experts in the banking industry in the economy, they think that we shouldn't have spent more than ten billion in cleaning up. In cleaning up, because the banks were saying that if you gave them liquidity support of maybe eight, nine billion, they could have stayed on their feet, they have kept their jobs, mm. then depositors would not be under threat. And the ultimate that, that there has to questions have to be asked and i'm beginning to hear especially some of the auditors they were 
<laughs> compensated far in excess of what we are supposed to be compensated. And it has caused a lot of problems in NIFACC. And there's something wrong going on in this economy. Right. Um, so you had the uh, Fabna Ejapon there having some complaints about the banking sector cleanup and how much has been sunk into it. I suppose every Ghanaian is worried about it because once you have a bank account, you are part of those who are paying for that loss, even if you had nothing to do with it. As we understand, the financial sector cleanup levy, by law, we are taxed for it, has raked in about 263 million. That is in 2021. So we are paying for it. Now, people are asking questions. If we are paying for it, what is the government doing? What is its role? And now telling us stories, giving us excuses, giving us efforts rather than results. Let's start with Lord Mensah. You heard uh, Dr. N.S. Addison, uh, Governor of the Central Bank, this week. What do you say? Well, um, you see, with this banking sector cleanup, clearly, we've been questioning the way they parade, you know, the liabilities that the banks were carrying without looking at the possible assets. You know, um, banks, as they exist, they play a major role in every economy. Their role, especially in Ghana, if we compromise the banking space, trust me, this economy will collapse because it's a banking, you know, um, dominated economy, unlike the U.S. where the financial markets dominate. So effectively, it is an area that we need to protect. However, having issues with the space and then in the end trying to solve it, but then we spend and keep on spending and in the end we don't look at the possible assets that this bank came with. Now, banks, if you look on their balance sheet, they have both assets and liabilities. Now, as a, I mean, a receiver, you're supposed to take both the assets and liabilities. To some extent, I was asking questions whether if you take the asset side of a balance sheet of a typical bank, you anticipate that the liability will net off, you know, this asset. So in the, at a point where the banks were being taken over, what was the assets they had and what was the liabilities? We know depositors' funds are liabilities. Mm. But clearly, these depositors' funds had been invested in certain assets. The question is, where are those assets? What I know very well and what brought about the problems of those banks, apart from those who registered with um, the state funds or those who used the minimum capital requirement from the same state, to, you know, use as their own equity funds. Clearly, some most of the banks 
registered as entities that have their own operations and in the end they should be able to finance themselves but when you hear news coming out all that you hear is that we spend this amount we spend 21 billion cleaning the banking sector now having spent this amount what did you gain from it and looking at the 10 million that is being extended to yoko ask myself so all this work what were we waiting for to extend the 10 million facility to an, an entity that is going to help us unravel what went on in that space so it is too late to hear that announcement from my end but then um it's better to be late than never so effectively yes um 10 million is gone it's a money that we spent but then unfortunately for us we normally hear monies that are spent to rescue situations we normally hear monies that are spent to you know unravel something that you know must supposed to be a criminal case but at the end of the day we don't get anything out of it so i'm hoping that this 10 million that has been injected to yoko we should be able to get something out of it and then whatever the state is going to lose as a result of this cleanup from the investigations they will do we should be able to get something out of it um martin what do you have to say and uh, we are showing on the screens uh, some of the facts that they they have shared in regards uh, regards what the joint receivers um, have been doing so far as in their collaboration with yoko in the resolution of the banks um uh you have more particularly the joint receivers receivers talk about ut and capital bank uh, they are also the receivers of the 347 microfinance companies and 23 uh, savings and loans and finance house companies they are giving us you know um up updates on the work done so far tracing of some of the properties uh seeking to confiscate uh as it were realized trace and then maybe sell uh to help uh, defray the cost that uh, the country has had to incur 25 uh, billion yes martin okay hi son so the work looks very impressive okay especially the tracing of properties aspect so you would see from what you've displayed the number of assets that have been frozen their lands they said 100 uh, parcels of land okay so that's and out of the 100 so the ones that have been frozen are do i see 88 so 88 is quite a good number so that at least we know that in the interim as they're trying to do further investigations these uh, properties will not be dissipated. So for me, that is a key takeaway. At least the freezing orders are good to hold matters in abeyance. These owners uh, or these alleged owners cannot sell them until the investigations have been concluded. And even when they are concluded and then they, they see fraud and all that, the cases will proceed to court, mm. you say. So that's very commendable. The only side and uh, you know you see it's good we raise this thing about the direct receipt of the 10 million from the bog you know um 
I've been thinking there are some societies where usually a public investigator or prosecutor will not accept by the ethics, will not accept money from a, a potential suspect or accused person. Sam, the context is this. You know, some of these uh, uh, savings and loans and all these institutions, some of their cases, in some of the cases, officials of BOG were fingered. That's right. As far as I'm aware, I think currently in one of the cases, the former head of the banking supervision, I think Raymond Amanfo, I think he's uh, a, 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 an accused person in one of the cases, right? Mm. Yes, and other officers have been fingered in, in the past. Mm. So it gives me worry the, that... The uh, special prosecutor has uh, promised that this is part of the work that he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yes. So to take money directly from potential suspects and... Uh, uh, accused persons, it, it's a bit uncanny. I think we should watch it. Sometimes the same thing. You see police, I receive police stations and all that donations from big businesses directly, and it keeps you worried. Somebody builds a police station. You think you can build a police station, and the police can deal fairly with such a person when he has a case with another person. So this issue of taking gifts directly, I think we should have uh, another occasion where we can research it properly and see that we should have a code. Ioko can't be accepting money anyhow. No. And the same goes for the police service. It's mm. something that, especially when it even comes to the police service, you see a lot. People go and donate a lot too direct, that too close for comfort. Okay. Mm. So that's the part that I think we should watch. But as for the reason of the assets and further investigation, that's a human's job. So uh, we should support. The, on the your process. on your on your screen right now is the untraceable investments. Uh, mm -hmm. The total amount there is what? One hundred and sixteen million. Yes, yes. They can't yes. trace so, that. Okay, so they've seen the institutions involved, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it means that you have to do more forensic investigation. Mm -hmm. These yes. institutions have been resolved. Yeah, one sixteen. I thought they said untraceable. Yes. So have they traced? The institutions are are dead. Yeah, but you have to continue. There are directors who are alive. There are shareholders who are alive, and so we should uh, support the process so that they. That's why I said forensic. So they will not just investigators will not just look at the books alone. They will actually go into painstaking investigations, transaction by transaction. So forensic investigations will help. Maybe, mm. and uh, Sam, you are very good at this. Perhaps you should dedicate more time to rate. Maybe let's give two weeks or a week later. Then we can sit down, go into details. Because like I like the way you always say, sunshine is the best disinfectant. So now that we have the names here, we further throw light on it. You, you'd never know. It will even bolster the institution. You're going to go on. Because you know, a lot of the time, public officers... Uh, become more efficient when they know that citizens are behind them and actively encouraging them rather than every time maybe they, we, they seem to be at the, the back of our news. Mm. We are insulting them, so to speak, mm. of course. All it's right. criticism. Okay. Um, so, yes, John. Yeah. Uh, the sections of the public don't think the state is doing enough in this regard. The same speed with which the state went about collapsing these institutions. Um, they expected that there will be at least some reasonable speed 
how many years on and the report is about efforts not exactly results but of course you can't uh, deny that there's been uh, some results but not too too pleasing to yeah, me not encouraging mm, because um, we are looking to to get our money back as in 25 yeah. billion yeah. that's been spent yes and i, I totally agree with the um, the frustrations of the public uh, and, and, and uh, the fact that uh, the receivership is not going the way we all expected. And it was part of the, uh, forgive me for using the word, fraudulent arrangement of many of the so-called banking institutions that existed at the time, which existed only on paper. <laughs> okay, and, and that is where if you have all the full information, you will not go against the decision of government to uh, uh, dissolve many of the banks that were dissolved because it only appeared that they were banks on paper and, and the assets that were supposed to back uh, the so-called institutions that will uh, uh, offset the liabilities as uh, uh, Dr. Lord Menza was talking about in reality were non-existent and, and that is why we are facing these challenges. I believe that we should be able to do more the, the, the law is there to guide. Unfortunately, we are also a nation of laws. And as much as we want quick results, mm. we also want to go through all the necessary legal procedures to get these results. And so I can only encourage uh, Yoko and all the investigative bodies and Bank of Ghana and all the regulatory authorities to ensure that whatever steps we have to take to recover some of these assets, we do. And, 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 and then, but the benefits of the banking cleanup exercises uh, in these few years is there for everybody to see. If you check even the 16,000 customers of Men's Gold and what they are going through in their stories, you should be thankful to government that we saved deposits of 4.5 million Ghanaians because they could have been going through the same processes. And even when you went to court to attach uh, assets of the banks, you will not find them, as we as is being the case right now. And so I think that uh, as much as we are not happy recovering at a fast pace, we must acknowledge that government's intervention has been very, very helpful, especially to depositors whose funds have been recovered for them. You hear Kobne Japong, what do you say about what he says? He says I, you could you could have, that there was an alternative that would have been easier uh, and perhaps achieve the same result. You could have spent Eight uh, billion between eight and nine billion, and we'd have solved the same problem. I'm hugely disappointed in his comments. I totally disagree with the basis of his argument. I mean, anybody who has followed this argument, the banks, many of the banks that were collapsed, UT, Capital Bank, Royal Bank, they received further uh, liquidity support from the Bank of Ghana. What did they do with it? Some of them loan it to themselves again. Others use it to transact all kinds of transactions which matters are before court. So how do you keep throwing money into a cancerous situation that will result in further debt? So I, I am surprised that with all these facts available, he goes on the path that he went. But of course, he's entitled... You don't entitled. throw into a cancerous situation. It the suggestion is that, the suggestion is that when you, once you have discovered the problem, yes. so you keep, your, you keep the taps on that problem, and then whatever you are advancing early, uh, later to resolve it, police it. Yes. So that it doesn't get wasted. 
So, the, the, but that was the first approach that didn't work. The first approach, we are told, is the lack of oversight. Why? Where was the Bank of Ghana? Is it not their responsibility to still keep the oversight? So if they failed, what is the assurance that they will continue to do it right? So these are options. And mm. I'm saying that that option was explored. It brought the same disastrous results. And government said, let's keep it clean. Let's mm. keep it clean. Of course, it came at a cost, but we, we have seen the evidence of how, uh, and I'm happy when Dr. Lord said, if you compromise the banking sector, the economy will collapse. So it's not something you play with and, and in spite of all the evidence before you, you still want to use. If you do the same things every time, you don't expect different results. That's right. So that was a yes. bold decision and I, I yes, think that... Uh, that <clears throat> you see, I would start from the video you played earlier, the Kwabnaj uh, perspective. Look, Samson, let nobody kid us. The so-called banking sector cleanup and the approach adopted by this government is the biggest financial scandal to happen to this country. Look, if we decide to audit the so-called banking sector cleanup, what will unravel will shock everybody. And I will explain why. Look, we had already done a Pricewaterhouse and all of those things. They, they, uh, they did what they call the stress test the asset quality review, based on that, the World Bank and the IMF advised the previous administration to help in promulgating the Bank's Specialized Deposit Taking Institution Act in September 2016. It provided the legal basis to proceed with whatever intervention. Now, when government, the MPP government came and saw all these reports, they adopted the approach of collapsing the banks. Like you write which, which is also in the law you are talking about. Yes. I'm saying that as for the law, we all know engineering, legal engineering. You can always engineer the problem. But I'm saying that by reason of this particular approach, you have created a further problem to the economy. As we speak, the current problem that we are having with this economy is because of the over twenty five billion that we claim we spent in the cleanup. And do you know something? Even the amount of 25 has not ended. Mm. The number keeps increasing. We do not know what the end. If you claim that when you came, the problem was about, you know, 8 billion Ghana cities. That is, in terms of saving the deposits, right? 8 billion. How do you resolve 8 billion problem with 25 billion? It is not even a prudent use of public funds. But you see... 8 billion was not to save the deposits. It was. Look, you see... Uh, uh, my my, my brother. Revive the banks. And, and but they, when you revive them, what were you doing? You were going to put their deposit. You see, when you adopted this approach, do you know what it did? It provided a run on each one of the banks because you were talking. And for banking, the most solvent bank. If you talk bad on the bank, there will be a run on it, regardless of what the bank is. It will collapse. So when you decided to talk, in fact. To the extent that the governor even announced that their next step was that they were going to go to the rural banks. Until somebody told them that, no, you destroy all the rural banks in Ghana. Because Ghanaians will run on them. And so quickly they pull back. The approach you adopted rather provided a problem. And look, uh, uh, senior, the challenge we have is that, and I have always maintained it. When the financial crisis happened globally and Obama took over, Obama had 
the opportunity of collapsing American Insurance Group, AIG, of collapsing major automobile companies. What did they do? Either they changed the ownership structure and ensure that whatever bailout that you give, you provide a layer, you, you, you as it were, contain that particular problem, change the ownership structure. And today, AIG had paid the monies that were given to them by way of bailout. One, what you do is that you save jobs and you protect those companies as well. You adopted a, a, you know, an approach that today had become a but the, but the states, But the states had been protecting those companies for a long time. No, I will explain why. You see, like you pointed out, the Bank of Ghana is supposed to have a certain constitutional independence and statutory independence. When these challenges came and you realized that there were issues with banking supervision, what do you do? You provide a layer in terms of ownership and management of those companies. Nothing precluded you from even resolving the ownership structures of those companies by way of this bailout. Now, this whole conversation that some of the money that were given to the banks ended up in other places. Look, Samson, if you have a situation where you are not looking after your child well, what you do is that you don't kill the child. You can punish the parent. But you don't kill the child. What? No, that is is what I'm saying. You don't kill the child. This is the approach you adopted. You kill the child. That's your understanding. And now you claim that you are prosecuting the parent. Why do you kill? When you can give the child to a foster, uh, you know, parent or another institution to take care of it. Some of the banks were treated that way. and, And let us get it. We have spent 25 billion. And John. The car- and the last time I listened to the vice presidency, three, four problems are accounting for the current economic challenges. Yeah. He named the 25 billion. And even said that today, the amount is actually $7 billion. You heard him? Yeah. Which That's a fact. $7 billion. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it. From where? And that is what has created a problem. And so I strongly believe that we may even need an audit in the so-called banking sector cleanup to put the matters in proper perspective. Because, you see, if not, we'll come back one day where we'll notice that the amount they claim that they spent does not reflect what it is. Mm. As a government Japan suspect. Yes! And it's a serious matter. It is the biggest financial crisis that, a, 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 a scandal that we've seen from 1992. That government of Ghana claimed that they have spent $25 billion. On what? How do exactly. you call something you do not know <laughs> about, so about the evidence of crime a scandal? Uh-huh. No. A crime. Well, no. You when don't you even say know. Scam, no. When, scam. Yes. When you say evidence of crime, what uh-huh. do you want? What do you want? You say if investigated, we may. No. So maybe You're if not I saying have, that no. you know for a fact that you the say, amount <clears> said to have been spent have in fact not been spent. Mm. No, what I'm asking here is this. When you claim that you spent $7 billion on a banking sector cleanup, where all your report by way of the asset quality review, the stress test, everything that was done showed that with $8 billion Ghana cities, not dollars, you had the capacity of keeping those banks. Oh, that's no. what you but mean. And you end up doing. So, that's another How is that the You mean some sort of financial loss. But how can okay. they be financial? Okay, all right. Who uh, did you spend those monies on? The depositors. Thank and you the very much. Is there. Uh, you can see. However, it. as we are informed, if we do not 